The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. It's just going 19 minutes uh, past to five. Time now to find out what is happening in the Holy Land. Joining us now on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Always great to have you on board. Always great to be on board. Quite a, a busy day today in Israel. Major story coming in from Jenin during the course of the day. So I'm going to break down uh, events as they have happened today. Mm-hmm. We know at least four Palestinians have been killed, seven IDF. Uh, human warriors and at least one canine warrior uh, light to moderately injured today during counter-terror operations in Jenin. Now Jenin is a hotbed of terror activities and as you know Israel has launched Operation Breaking the Wave uh, an operation that we launched I think nearly a year ago to clamp down on terror activity and as our defense minister said in a statement from Paris today, he said it doesn't matter whether it is Jenin, Nablus or Gaza, if you are planning terror attacks, we are coming for you. So what we do know is that there were heavy, heavy clashes in Jenin earlier today as counter-terror units moved in to arrest known terror suspects. Uh, wounded IDF soldiers who have just been visited by the police commissioner Kobe Shabtai as well as the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, have said that they came under very, very heavy fire and explosives were thrown at them from several locations. Uh, At least one explosive device was thrown under an IDF Panther vehicle causing an explosion uh, resulting in soldiers being uh, light to moderately injured. Of course, we wish them all a speedy recovery as well as Dago. Dago the dog, because we we regard our canine warriors Mm -hmm. in just as high regard as our human warriors. Dago the dog, uh, some um, internal injuries. The vet says he just he'll be fine. He's moderately injured. He just needs to 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 rest uh, without moving. But what is also very interesting is that the RDF or IAF rather deployed an Apache gunship mm-hmm. to fire on Palestinian gunmen so that they could evacuate the wounded. Uh, the Palestinian media are reporting at least 61 people injured. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas has called it a massacre intended to detonate the area. Gross overstatement coming from Mahmoud Abbas because there was no massacre. There was a very, very heavy exchange of fire. Uh, we have had a statement from the RDF. Uh, this is a combat medic saying, together with security forces, we managed to arrest the suspects and hit a large number of terrorists. As soon as the force was hit, I and another medic in the force began to treat the fighters. And in a short time, paramedics and other forces uh, arrived. We are determined to recover and return to our friends and to activity soon. Uh, the defense minister has wished them all a speedy recovery, and uh, the prime minister has spoken about their professionalism and their bravery. No, Rowling, speaking of the Apache heli- helicopter attack, uh, this is apparently the first time this has been used in quite a while to uh, conduct such operations, correct? 
Yes, this is the first time in 20 years that an Apache gunship has been deployed to uh, such an operation. This taking place in the West Bank. And uh, it, it, it just shows you the degree of combat that counter-terror troops the, from the ISA, that would be your uh, Shabak and other security agencies, the IDF and the border guards were uh, engaged in, as well as our OKET unit. OKET is our canine unit, hence all the canine warriors that were uh, in in the field today, operational today. But uh, this is the first time uh, in 20 years that uh, we have had to use an Apache to uh, to create uh, enough of uh, cover fire so that troops could be, you know, injured troops could be extricated. Uh, nobody, thank goodness, is uh, seriously wounded. We have light to moderate wounds, including, of course, Dago the dog. As I keep saying, Rolene, yeah, indeed, for the dog, uh, the dog uh, unit. Let's see um, what story we're going to be talking about tomorrow regarding the situation. As we've mentioned with other stories that are ongoing, let's see what we will be chatting to, chatting about in tomorrow's afternoon overdrive. Let's move on to uh, Ryan Air apologising for faux pas. Uh, is it sincere? Given what happened with this uh, cabinet tenant apparently making an announcement that they're about to land in Palestine. I mean, this is extraordinary. Uh, let, let's not kid. This was a political statement because if you as a cabin attendant don't know where you are flying to, perhaps it's not the career choice for you. So let's look at the events as they happened last week on a Ryanair flight between Bologna, Italy and Tel Aviv. A uh, flight attendant announced that the plane was landing uh, or about to land in Tel Aviv, Palestine. Now, uh, she allegedly said this both in Italian and in English, resulting in an absolute uproar on the plane. No doubt this would have um, offended the passengers on board. Uh, according to uh, reports from passengers who spoke to Israel's Channel 14, they tried to film or photograph her and uh, it got to a stage where they were threatened with uh, arrest upon landing. That didn't happen, but uh, the Simon Wiesenthal Center, the head of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, Rabbi Abraham Cooper, wrote to the uh, CEO of Ryan, Eddie Wilson, saying, you know, that this is absolutely ridiculous. It's not the place to make political statements. That uh, while you are entitled to an opinion, everybody's entitled to an opinion, you are not entitled to alternative facts. And um, Eddie Wilson, the CEO of uh, Ryanair, uh, wrote a letter in response saying that this was an innocent mistake. So I'm going to read. I'm just looking for the the letter as we speak. Yeah, Roland, Roland, sorry. Oh, sorry. Very quickly. <laughs> sorry to cut you short there. Just to interrupt. The uh, flight attendant, as you said, now this flight stem from Bologna, Italy, to Tel Aviv. Where's the flight attendant from? Have you got any information on that? Uh, it's probably Ireland because it is an okay. Irish airline. Right. Ireland not exactly known for their their love of Israel. So uh, I'll, I'm just I'll thinking. Read to you, uh, 
Sorry, some airlines uh, do have multicultural, you know, like uh, cabin attendants on board. I was just uh, curious as to where this flight, particular flight attendant was from. Okay, it is a Ryanair flight. It is a Ryanair aircraft. So, yes, as you say, perhaps an Irish an Irish uh, individual. So uh, I'll read you. We've got Dear Rabbi Cooper, thank you for your letter. On a personal level, level mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with the work of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, having visited Auschwitz on two occasions in recent years. In relation to the, the flight from Bologna to Tel Aviv, I have already written to the Israeli ambassador to Ireland yesterday on the circumstances relating to onboard announcements on the flight in question. It appears that a junior cabin crew member made our routine descent uh, PA, which notifies of last opportunity to use the toilets, and innocently but inexplicably said Palestine instead of Tel Aviv. From speaking to the managers and reviewing the crew reports, we are 100% satisfied this was an innocent mistake with no political overtones or intent. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. Several passengers did complain on board, and when the crew realized what had been announced, the crew member made a second PA apologizing and correcting this error. Uh, A small number of passengers, despite this apology, continued to be abusive towards the crew, and the police were called to meet the aircraft on landing. Now, we have conflicting reports. the passengers say they were threatened with arrest, but mm-hmm. the police did not come. Right. It is not run a policy or crew a practice to refer to Tel Aviv as being in any other country mm-hmm. than Israel, and the crew member has received a warning. Israel is an important partner for Ryanair. We are Israel's second largest airline, and we plan to continue to invest in Israel to grow traffic and connectivity for both Israelis traveling to Europe and and bring much-needed inbound tourism to Israel. I traveled to Tel Aviv and Jerusalem in recent months to launch our winter 2022 schedule and hope to visit in the near future. We apologize inappropriate and unacceptable PA behavior. Oh, well, Rolene, as you say, let's just hope it's sincere. Let's just hope yeah, we don't see any more, you know, like issues going around that, that it's settled now. Let's uh, very quickly finish off on a uh, good, uh, feel-good note. Israel's reforestation brings back a species. Yes, it does. I mean, I didn't know this. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm very partial to uh, hedgehogs. I do love me <laughs> some hedgehogs, despite never, ever having met one in the flesh. But apparently, Israel is blessed with three hedgehog species that, thanks to uh, reforestation, they are okay. having a new lease on luck. They're very cute. Uh, one is the desert hedgehog, with which if you know anything about fennec foxes, mm-hmm. which are desert foxes, has like really big ears. Okay. Uh, very, very cute. I didn't know this. You learn something new every day. And today's mm-hmm. interesting and maybe useless fact is all about hedgehogs. Who oh, well. Oh, well, Israel is renowned for hedgehog species and uh, reforestation, uh, as we were uh, chatting earlier on, apparently now uh, Israel has really increased its uh, forest, uh, shall we say, spread since uh, since the early 20th century. A lot, lot more trees, a lot more vegetation. But OK, Roline, we, we can chat about that another time. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Roline Marks, our correspondent from Israel, joining us on the line, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.